the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Well, come in. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. I know that there's options out there. You could help me by telling friends and family, though, about the show. By letting them know that you can sign up at Apple under iTunes, at Rob Black and Your Money. It's Rob Black and Your Money. Um, anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about talk about getting into retirement. We can talk about um, other issues that are out there. We're saving to retire in our 40s. Uh, that's always been kind of a goal of mine. Maybe that's realistic. Maybe it's not. But it's a good goal. Um, and I think that's kind of important to have something along those you know, uh, lines, so to speak. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The irony of having a strong financial life is that you don't really want it at times. You want what a strong financial life represents. So if your only goal is to become rich, you'll never achieve it, so says John Rockefeller. So the ability to fail and try again someday, that's kind of what wealth gives you. More time to be spent personal, meaningful ways. That's kind of what wealth should give you. Stronger choices for loved ones, like schools, neighborhoods, and vacations. That's what wealth should give you. The chance to continue to develop yourself through travel and education and painting and reading. That's what wealth should give you. Wealth is a weird, weird thing. Like happiness and success, it can't be pursued directly. A lot of people try, but they're never, ever satisfied. Once they make the money that they they uh, used to think would make them happy, they try to find something else. They find that something's missing. Um, oftentimes, it's just more money. And for me, I kind of 
fall into the world of, you know, I'm not going to say the millennial experience is everything because that's not quite right. But for me, it's it's very much so. Uh, I I don't need a fancy car. I don't need a fancy wife. I don't need fancy dinners. They're lovely, all of those things. But I've got a good, reliable truck because I do things that make me happy in the truck. Um, haul around soccer equipment, haul around yard stuff. Um, and that makes me happy. So things that you want aren't crafted out of thin air. They're observations of, of, you know, how things work, in my opinion. So money is worthless by itself. I think that's a fair statement. It's only valuable if it can be, get you something else that you want. It's never an end goal. It's meant to touch many, many, many hands. So I have a friend who she came out of a car accident, um, having lost a loved one. But she also came out with a lot of shares of Apple. And she has the ability to do whatever she wants financially. But she's been very, very conservative because her heart was healing. And at some point in time, she has money to travel. She has money to do what she wants. So you don't want to hoard it, but you want to have the right mind frame when it comes time for it. You want to use your money to connect with others more strongly than you could without. Money's like love. It kills slowly and painfully the ones who, you know, who withhold it. It enlivens those who turn it on to their fellow man. So smart money is slow. I agree with that. The best money managers in the world think slow before an action because the better money decisions require you to take pauses. You know, I believe otherwise, if you've watched movies like Wall Street, greed is good. But you're seeing speculation. So uh, Warren Buffett once said, our favorite holding period is forever. And I think if you were to use another Warren Buffett thought where you have only 20 investment decisions in your life, use them wisely, um, you would slow down before you bought something. So I was asked a question recently of who would you give $20 billion to, General Motors or Elon Musk? And you have to stop and think that one through because General Motors aims for a 20% return on capital. That's a pretty good return. It's way better than you're going to get in a bank. But Elon Musk has got a lot of great ideas. No one has ever given Elon Musk money and made money. He hasn't made money at his companies yet. Um, but General Motors pays out a dividend of about $2 billion a year to shareholders. So you always have to stop and ask yourself, what's this question even mean? I like slow money. So I own shares at Disney because it's a dominant franchise. Um, that chick, Cinderella, she has not worked in a very long time. Um, and Disney owns her. And they're like, hey, let's let's go release the, the, the dungeon and bring Cinderella back out. Remember what Cinderella, remember what Disney used to do? And this was just evil. Um, back when we had VHS tapes, you'd hear commercials like, now for a limited time, for 20 weeks only, we're opening our vault. And we're bringing out a digitally remastered Cinderella on VHS and DVD and Blu-ray and Laserdisc. And uh, 
you could have Cinderella. Like that chick, she she hasn't worked in 50 years, 60 years. So, and now there's a Tenderella out there. Um, There's actually a Cinderella ballet, and somehow I bet Disney's making some money off that. So making money <clears throat> is boring, in my opinion. Um, we see the drama in it, but it should be more boring. You should have a good portfolio that does well in a down market and does good in an up market. I don't want you to hit a home run, but I also don't want you to strike out. A good portfolio has different components to it, like a good baseball team. You need a strong first baseman. You need a strong second baseman. You need a short, quick, wily little guy who could play shortstop. Possibly you can give up a little bit of fielding for a better hitting third baseman. You need strong pitching. You need a catcher who's general. And that's like, that's why you need companies like Disney. You know, they play a certain role. They're not going to get you in a lot of trouble. And maybe you want a company like a Chevron or an Exxon who is tied towards energy and, and you know, it's for the foreseeable future, we're going to consume a lot of energy, although less so in cars than before. So you save money bit by bit. You invest it. You receive dividends or income. You reinvest the proceeds. You compound your earnings year after year. It's not a lot of drama. Sometimes for me, I've learned that money means saying no. I've got a lot of friends who want to go to the Warriors game, the Giants game, the Sharks game, and saying no to almost every opportunity to part with your money is a key to financial success. Most of us waste our money. Um, learn to say no to the good so you can say yes to the best. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Take a break. Be right back to us, Rob Black and your money. You can find me at Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 Again, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. I think we have a call. Catherine in Sunnyvale. Good morning, Rob. Hi. I have a question. I listen to uh, financial shows throughout the day, uh-huh. and oftentimes I hear people talking about selling short, and I'm sure they're talking about ETFs and stocks, but I really would like to know what they mean by selling short, and how do they do it. Sure. And uh, I'll take my question off the air. Can I ask a couple questions? Yes. What shows are you listening to? Uh, this was uh, 
Invest Talk, Steve Peasley, okay. KDOW. Okay. Um, and it was just a call-in show, and somebody was talking about selling short. Not that I'm going to do it, but I'd like to know what exactly they're talking sure. about and how one goes about it. Okay. Thanks, Catherine. Um, first and foremost, the only radio show you need to listen to is mine. I'm on two hours a day. I will give you enough information that I will fill your financial head uh, with good thoughts. Um, the idea of selling short is a really messed up idea for most people. And it will fill your head with crazy thoughts. Um, a company like Amazon never, ever, never, ever, ever made money. Year after year, they'd lose money, but they'd grow revenue. Year after year, they'd lose revenue, but they'd grow revenue. Year after year, they'd lose revenue, but they'd grow, uh, grow revenue, but lose money. And the stock went from two bucks to a thousand dollars. Essentially, is is two dollars to like four thousand when you adjust for splits and everything. Um. So what you're doing is you're betting against something. Short selling is also known as shorting. It is the practice of selling a stock or other financial instrument that's not currently owned and subsequently repurchasing it um, later. In the event of an interim price decline, the short seller will profit since the cost repurchase will be less than the proceeds which were received upon the initial short sale. So typically in Wall Street, you go long, and long means you buy low and hopefully sell high. But when you short, you sell high and hopefully buy low. There's two, you could do it both ways. The problem is the market goes up seven out of ten years. Steve Peasley, and I'm not saying this out of court, but he used to be an insurance guy. He's never worked in New York. He's never been like a short seller. And I'm sure it was just a random call that called his show and asked. And he probably gave a very similar answer to what I just gave. But I would be very, very cautious. Because you could look at companies like Tesla and go, this doesn't make sense. The company has more of a market valuation greater than General Motors or Ford. And General Motors and Ford have been around for a 100 years, since you were not even a little girl, since your mom was a little girl, um, or maybe even your grandmother was a little girl, is the right way of saying it. It's been a long time. So it's, it's, I'm not saying it's complicated, because, for instance, you know, when Trump got into office, a lot of people thought, uh-oh, this isn't going to be good. And they, they would have shorted the market, but then the market goes up 5, 7, 8%. Market goes up 7 out of 10 years. And I think it's fair to say with good presidents, with bad presidents, market goes up 7 out of 10 years in World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, um, you know, nuclear strikes, Nagasaki, Hiroshima. Market goes up, you know, during 9-11. Uh, market goes up seven out of 10 years and all these dramatic events, you know, Reagan getting assassinated, Lincoln getting assassinated. Well, that's not really quite fair because Lincoln was a little before you started getting into modern day markets, right? Um, but markets are based on capitalism and I would hate for you to get into a concept of shorting and I would hate for you to listen to financial radio all day long because you should be painting or doing gardening at some point. Um, you sound like you might have been retired or close to retirement. Um, but that's my thought. So I'd just be really careful with it because uh, I see way too many people try to be way too smart. And some of the things that make the total amount of sense don't. Um, so are we due for a correction? Yes. 
one day when Tesla goes down 50%, we go, I could have made 50%. I knew that was going to happen. Um, sure. But I would try not to short the market. What I tend to tell people, and I just was speaking to a, a college class, and um, one of the girls raised her hand, and she goes, you know, she wanted to ask a really smart market question. I said, ultimately, what you should be doing is buying ETFs that are diversified, uh, buying index funds that are diversified and cheap, low cost. And I said, you should be working on improving your income. You should be working on living your life. You're 20. Go date boys. Don't get married till you're 35. Go date boys and figure out what you want to marry when you're 35. Um, and then put your full heart and love into it. Uh, but when you're 20, you think you want to marry Spike the motorcycle driver. And that never turns out to be a good decision. So in your case, what I'm going to tell you is go get index funds, go get ETFs, get a diversified portfolio, buy more when the market goes lower, um, keep your portfolio balanced. So if like you own a tech fund, you're probably rocking and rolling this year because Amazon, Google, um, Alphabet, Apple, Microsoft, Salesforce have all had very good years. So at some point in time, if you probably want your tech stocks to go up 10 to 15%. So when they go up 20, 25, you sell some of those winners and you take a look and you go, ooh, those financial stocks are having a tough year. Maybe I should pick up some of those for myself. That's my opinion. And again, consult the burger eyes, predicting action. Um, but I'd be careful listening to too many shows out there. Um, I think it's can really get you messed up in your head. Um, one of the hardest things about being in your twenties and being young, which was, I was telling this to the college class is you have the, the moment where you want to feel like an adult and you keep waiting for it, keep waiting for it and it never ever happens. So most of us, when we were in our twenties, we were kind of an extension of our teenage years <laughs> is the best way of saying it. You look at real life as a thing that's yet to come instead of something that you're actively living. So um, I don't know. I think, um, you know, some of the basic financial lessons that I could throw out there is don't short sell. Um, pay your credit cards in full as a first priority and enjoy doing it. Um, I watch my financial health because I have an app that kind of monitors my housing, my rentals, my stocks, my 401k. And it does a real nice job. So uh, pay your credit cards on a regular basis. If you give someone money, uh, don't ever expect it back. So in my opinion, literally take stock of what you have and be able to track it. Either in writing and or on a computer app. And look at it before you buy something. Do you have enough money to do it? And I'm going to talk about buying small stuff. I'm talking about like buying cars and houses and such. Um, don't shop as a travel activity. Shop for what you need. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, 
Back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. This is an artist slash band that I think is worthy of watching. Frontman Jack Antonoff. He's been with the band Fun. He's kind of got a goofy look, very nerdy, 1950s glasses, tight haircut. Uh, heavily influenced. You can hear the music with the 80s and early 90s. Um, I don't know. So, I like to band fun for sure. You know, I could definitely put uh, together some hits to listen to. That's anyway, bleachers. 800 1220 to each calls in the air. It's 800 1220 to each calls in the air. You know what's difficult about this show? Is that I'm doing a show for 20 somethings, 30 somethings, 40 somethings, and people who have basically messed up and haven't saved enough in their 50s. My best advice is if you haven't saved a million dollars is to keep working and keep working and keep working. And whether that be savings in in your investments or if that just means you keep working so that you know your 800,000 will stay that way for a couple more years in retirement so you don't have to tap into it. A million dollars is only going to pay you $40,000 a year until you die. So I got my first job when I was in, not elementary school. <laughs> now I'm embellishing. Ninth grade. Um, I washed dishes at like a, kind of a friendlies, which is kind of an ice cream place. Um, and that wasn't fun. So and I wasn't really washing dishes as much as loading a dishwasher. But you got really wet and stunk because I guess there was a lot of sexism back then. That all the cute girls were the waitresses, the guys were ice cream scoopers, and the young people were dishwasher loaders. So I've been working for a long time. Um, and when I do a show for twenty somethings, thirty somethings, forty somethings, fifty somethings, I don't want us all to work till the day we die. So um, I would be very cautious on where you put your money. I love the four hundred one k. I think you should always put money into a four hundred one k. Um, and then you should max contribution to a Vanguard Roth. Then you should do look for extra money into that 401k. So I think you should set up a, an emergency fund. So I think you should have a six month safety net in a checking account or a savings account that you never ever touch. I think you should stay away from commercials that say you can get a 7% return by putting your money with us. Um, anyone who's willing to say that type of guarantee is someone you shouldn't trust. Um, because why would they why would they use you if they can do that themselves? They would use you because they're trying to get money from you in the transaction costs. I don't like hard money loans. I don't like that in any way, shape, or form for an average person. Um, I think when you're young, you should figure out, you know, can I get a rental property where someone else is paying the rent? It's not a bad idea. Can you start or buy a business 
you should start thinking about things like the stock market. And I think you should start thinking about yourself and how you can educate yourself from, you know, great books. Um, again, you're not looking for books that promise you to teach you how to trade or teach you how to invest. You're looking for like books by Peter Lynch, who was one of the world's greatest investors. Books about Warren Buffett, one of the world's greatest investors. What's interesting about Peter Lynch and, and uh, Fidelity, he's one of the greatest investors of all time, and most people lost money in his fund. How is that possible? He runs Fidelity Magellan for 20 plus years, and most people lost money, and it was one of the greatest mutual fund of all time for that period of time. It's because people buy high and sell low. People get greedy and go, hey, did you hear about this guy? And they rush in to get in, and then the market pulls back and they panic. So I don't think you're missing anything um, out there. I think it's pretty simple. So I think you know options like buying a rental property, starting a business, investing in the stock market, investing in yourself are all great ideas. I'm always confused by people who invest in like self-help gurus. Because you look at the self-help guru, and they wouldn't have a job if it wasn't for teaching you who has low confidence how to have higher confidence for the short term. Um, when you invest, start knowing that there's different stocks, bonds, mutual funds, index funds, real estate investment trusts, master limited partnerships, and so on. So I think the best thing for you to do is buy a diversified portfolio. If you're in your 20s and you see something like a total stock market index, perfect. Uh, that could be the Russell 3000, that could be the Wilshire 5000, that could be a target fund. If you're in your 20s, you're going to retire in 40 years, so you take a look at the calendar and you kind of round up and down. So in this case, you'd probably round up to 2020. So you're going to retire at 2060 because you're 20, 40 years, add 40 to the 2020 and you got 2060 and you do a target fund called the 2060. And then you're done for now. And you just start putting more money in it. Then you start thinking about a Roth and you start thinking about other things. And uh, you try to increase your contributions. Over the last 30 years, the S&P 500 has returned 10.35%. But do you know the average investor has only returned average 3.66%? So in the last 30 years, if you just got in the market and did nothing, got in the market and got like recreational drugs or you took a long nap for 30 years, you were Cinder Rumple Stiltskin. Um... You got 10.3% returns, but if you were like, I'm going to buy $10,000 of Amazon at an all-time high, you, it might not have worked out for you. In your 401k account, uh, if you have an S&P 500 index, you don't mess with it. You got 10.35% returns over the last 30 years. Uh, and I think that's where people get into trouble. We had that call earlier who was like, what do you think about short selling? I think you shouldn't be doing it goes back to that thought. You can pick your nose. You can pick your friends, but you can't pick your friend's nose. Uh, there's some things that you just shouldn't do. Yeah. Uh, I think you spend your 20s learning how to invest. I don't think you have to do things right. I just think you got to get into the habit of doing things. The habit of paying off your credit card. The habit of saving. The habit of that kind of idea. In your 30s, you should look at buying your first piece of rental property. Um, perhaps your first home. Learning how to assess properties, navigate financing, screen tenants, and calculate cash flow are the buzzwords that you're going to want to think about. Um, you don't want to sit on $200,000 cash waiting for an opportunity. You want to put that money to work because you're in your 30s and 
that's what you should be doing. In your 40s, you should think about, I'm going to retire in 20 years. Where am I? Where's my financial uh, roadmap, my checklist? Um, do you start your first business in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s? You probably have more success if you do it in your 40s um, because you'll have learned from business experience. It's funny because I tell young couples, I said, if if she can work for IBM and you can start your own company, bingo. Or I should probably say if he works for Microsoft and she starts her own company, that's perfect. Because from a tax perspective, you get you get it all. Not, I'm not saying you get it all. That's the wrong thing to say. From a tax perspective, you have a lot of uh, um, leeway, a lot of leverage, a lot of ability to uh, tinker, so to speak. So that's your 20s, 30s, 40s. And again, in your 50s, if you haven't saved enough money, and you know, by, in your 30s, you should have at least one to three times your salary. Because you're aiming to end up with 10 to 20 times your salary when you retire. Um, so I think that's uh, kind of an important thought to digest. I use TD Ameritrade um, and Fidelity for my accounts. I think Fidelity, Vanguard, and TD Ameritrade are the only three you need. Charles Schwab is fine. Um, company that I think is going to get acquired sooner than later is E-Trade. E-Trade had its, it had its day, but I don't think anyone's going, ooh, I need to open up a new account. I'm going to use E-Trade now. I, th- I would imagine that uh, they don't really have the volume, volume, volume that they had of the go-go 90s. So that's worthy of a note. Uh, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, how do you start investing? I think that's probably one of the biggest things that you know I just said. Um, you want to open an account. You want to learn in your 20s. So before you do, ask yourself the question of why am I going to open an account with TD Ameritrade or with Fidelity or with Vanguard? So ask yourself the question, why? Um, What motivates you? And then you ask yourself, why do you want to invest in a company? Do you want to invest in Apple? Do you want to invest in Southwest? You kind of want to lay a foundation before opening that first brokerage account. You want to make sure you have money on side for the emergency fund. Then before you open that uh, first account, you want to have a target. Um, Do you want to make a million dollars in it? Do you plan on setting aside 10% of your income? Do you want to put all your bonuses into it? Uh, Try to stay away from what I would refer to as fee factories. Um... Total fees should probably be under 1.25% always and closer to 25 basis points. So 1.25% is 125 basis points. 25 basis points would be one quarter of 1%. That's what you're looking for in fees most in those two uh, ranges. So understand you're going to have some short-term pain, but it's going to get you long-term gain. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Call Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, 
back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, we can talk video games if you want to talk video games. We can talk movies. So anything you want to talk about, it's all good in my hood, so to speak. Um, there's a person named Mary Meeker and she's one of those tech analysts who is very, very good. And if you go Google Mary Meeker and put in tech state of the union, every single year she comes up with her state of the union web presentation. And, uh, I guess it's not really a web presentation as much as it's a slide deck from one of her speeches. And she's probably gets paid a lot of money to A, put this together, but B, to help make sense of it for people. Um, you can get that online. And you can see her slide presentation. And I think you'll benefit from that. It'll get you thinking about, you know, where there's growth. It's kind of like where there's growth, there's fire. As far as investing goes... I talk a lot about demographics. I talk a lot about millennials, not because I'm obsessed with younger women. I'm obsessed with younger women. Whatever I say, don't believe me. Um, I'm obsessed with younger women. Now, I talk a lot about millennials, not because I think every married man should trade in his wife every five years for a younger model. I talk a lot about millennials, not because of that, but because they have the cash and they do a lot of spending. Um, people who are in Generation X are in the, oh, crap, I have to retire in 10, 15, 20 years. Baby boomers are saying, oh, crap, I got to keep working. I didn't save enough money. So who I think are the, the worst generation of all is the baby boomers. Not because they drain Social Security, no, but because they were the hippies of the 1960s and 1970s. They were the free love. They were the... Um, San Francisco, like, flower children. Make love, not war, right? And then out of nowhere, they're, like, uh, buying BMWs. Like, they sold out pretty fast, in my opinion. So, just my opinion. Um, ad blocking is one of those things that Mary Meeker recently talked about. And, boy, for the record, go, so you go Google Mary Meeker, uh, State of the Union. And she has a tech state of the union kind of thing. Uh, it's a good read. It's, it's 150 pages of slides at least. Um, and you'll see growth. And maybe that'll tell you I should be investing in something around this, this area. Um, so another thing you could do is go to, if you open an account with TD Ameritrade, Schwab, or Fidelity, they offer free research. So if you own Apple, get a research report on Apple. It's free. And you'll learn, like, uh, one of the things that they'll write in research reports, like Standard & Poor's does, they'll go, upcoming catalyst that could move the stock. And they'll say, like, stock buyback, increased dividend, 
roll out of new product. They tend to roll out new product twice a year. Everyone knows about September when they do the, and here's what we're coming out with for your Christmas buying desires. Um, and they show you like all the new you know features of the brand new phone. Um, but they also do something called the World Web Developers Conference. And that happens in June where they basically give all the new software to the developers and say, Look, start developing apps because when we have our phone that's going to be ready to sell in three to six months, uh, it would be useful if we could have some apps on it that are you know ready for the all brand new features that are we're going to be hyping. Um, and it gets kind of crazy. So, uh, so there's a lot of research out there, and uh, I highly recommend tech checking into it. So there's something. Um, if you check out Pinterest with pins, uh, targeted pins are driving product discovery and purchases. So you're learning that we're going to have new ways of shopping. I think I recently told you about the, there's one company that they don't have inventory. You go into Macy's and you see 900 dress shirts or 900 t-shirts and they're always unfolded. Someone's touched them. It's kind of gross. It's kind of disgusting. Someone may have tried them on. Someone may have gone to the bathroom and <clears throat> did unmentionable things, and I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they wiped their butt with it. I don't know. Yeah. But there's this one company now that they only have one of everything, and you basically try on a jacket and say, I kind of want that print, and they're like, okay, go home. We'll send it to you. So it goes straight from the factory. So they don't have to carry inventory in the store. That's pretty 21st century. I like it. So... <clears throat> There's also something what I would refer to as contextual ads, and that's driving a lot more purchases. So we're still just very much so figuring out um, the business models tied towards mobile platforms. So um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Um, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. So... Um, there's little games that are selling the ads now too. And I find that kind of interesting. Um, so Mary Meeker is out there. I think she does a really, really nice job of putting together a PowerPoint that you can kind of consume and get ideas out of. I wouldn't invest based on just those ideas, but it's a good place to start doing a little bit of homework. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Wired Magazine, also very good. Very, very good on tech ideas. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.